0: I was very uh, upset or depressed, I can say, because why I'm hating these peoples from rest of the world? Why we hate them? And what if I am going to a wrong way? Make it short, I start doubting about everything I was believing. I say, what, there is no Allah, leave it. And I just give up on everything. Concerning God, Allah, or anything else. And because in that time in Iran, I didn't have much connection with the believers. So I just got lost.
1: Hello, this is episode four of Let's Talk Diaspora. Uh, please join our conversation as we share experiences and resources and stories that shine light on what God is doing among the diaspora and equip you to be a light to the unreached near you.
2: Yeah, thanks for joining us. We we have a special guest on with us this week, and so I want to introduce you uh, to a dear brother uh, that goes by the name Paul, who is, we've been talking about diaspora, and he is He's part of this stream of people who are in the diaspora and just seeing how God has used him and continue to use him in his country of origin and then also in the city he's living in now. So, Paul, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you so much. That's a great pleasure for me today to be with you guys.
2: Yeah, Paul, begin to just tell us a little bit about yourself, about your family, where you're from, and then what we really want to get to is... I would love to hear about your journey from where you started to where you are now and how God's been working in and through you during that time.
0: Uh, basically, I'm from Afghanistan, from the mountain side of Afghanistan. There's a state named Bamiyan, and uh, it's been almost from 2009, God, Jesus Christ came to my life. Uh, my background is from Shia Muslim in Iran because I born in Iran and in my childhood i grew up i grew up with so many lies and so many problems from my family side from my society maybe you people are familiar about the lifestyle in iran especially and uh, but if we make it short the main thing always i was praying when i was in mosque that i want a personal experience with god I want to feel it. I want to see. Because they keep telling us that, yeah, you, you, you should go for many things to serve Allah. But you are not worthy enough to experience Allah or all these things. And I was doing my best. Like, keep going every five time of praying the mask, cleaning the mask, every single part. But I never have the experience to feel God personally and these things make my life very hard because always doubting that what's going to happen if I die am I perfect enough that God will love me or not and it was through some of the Christian brothers in Iran that they opened my eyes through some of the lies I got learned in my life like they said, Jesus crucified in this place. And this is the place that they bury him. And it was very crazy, shocking for me that my teachers, my Islamic teachers, my parents, they, they teach us something different. And I went to Iraq for a holy visit, you know, the Shia people, they go to Iraq for some pilgrimage. Preg- and we went there. You know, we were taught that the Western people they are the great Satan. And it was my first time I see some American soldiers there. And uh, wow, oh, I, I can see the great Satan peoples. I was scared. But they were very friendly with us. Like just joking, laughing, and even some pens, candy. When I get back home, I was very uh, upset or depressed, I can say, because why I'm hating these peoples from the rest of the world? Why we hate them? And what if I am going to a wrong way? Make it short, I start doubting about everything I was believing. I say, what? There is no Allah. Leave it. And I just give up on everything concerning God, Allah, or anything else. And because in that time in Iran, I didn't have much connection with the believers. So I just got lost. I came to Afghanistan for the first time. And there I gave my body, my soul to everything you could imagine. Drug addiction, corruption in my job. I was a part of the government and anything you think I said, there is no God. There is no guarantee we go to heaven. I just end up hating rest of the world for nothing. Why? Because my Allah was saying many things. And I said, I have to break all those pain out of my heart. And in 2009, I met some brothers from a country. Maybe it's not good to mention the names, but yeah, it was very strange, they invite us just to their home we went there, a very nice meal after the meal they did the most surprise thing in my life and it was like putting a Farsi Bible in front of me mm-hmm. ah, for one moment I said, what if we take these two guys to the mullah, they will pay us money but I just said wait, these guys look nice, why we shouldn't do that And the first thing he opened and read from that Bible was, we have to love our enemy. Like, I got freezed. I said, what are you talking about? In Islam, we have 10,000 type of punishment for one small single sin. And still you will not be worthy enough to be loved personally by Allah, maybe by Mullah. And he keeps saying that, no, no, we have to love our enemy. We have to help everyone if we should love ev- those people that they just love you it's not true love because that's a business style of love and that's not what God's saying god love everyone no matter how you are and that breaks something in my heart i said i told to my friend believe me if there be any way to heal all the pain in this world that's this book that this Jesus, because he's saying we have to love our enemy. If all the countries love their enemies, I don't think so there will be any more war, any more problems. And the second thing it touched my heart was saying that if your faith is enough and, and the size of a master's it, you can move the mountain. And that was like a challenging to me from Jesus that. I can make my life right again. I was separate from, separated from my, my, my parents for so many years because of my dark childhood. So I say, I'm gonna make my life again. I want to start a new life. I will stop my addiction. That time even I didn't know about 12 steps or other things. I say, I will stop my addiction. Because Jesus said, if I believe on myself, I can move the mountain. My mountain in my life was the addiction, the hatred towards my teacher, my family, the hatred towards so many people, like so much pain. And yes, and this was a long process, long process from 2009 to 2015. So many up and down challenges.
2: Wow. Paul, one of the things that... um... I heard, I maybe just want, want to unpack just a a little bit is we've been talking about how, how God is using the movement of people to draw people to himself. And what I heard you say really early on was there was uh, this interaction with believers in Iran. There was this interaction with Americans who may or may not have been believers in Iraq, but it was just exposure to to different people and different worldviews that, am I right in saying that God initially used that want really to insert doubt into what you had been taught? Is Did I hear that correctly?
0: Yeah. I can say it like a spark. Like my mind, my heart was in the full darkness. And I was insisting to somehow experience Allah or God personally in my life and Those two incidents in Iran and Iraq was like a spark for me in my mind Bring a light to start thinking from a different direction from different side that Why we hating two-thirds of the world for no reason even we don't know we don't see them and why we're believing on something we listen from our mullahs. Despite that the picture on that magazine that Arab Christians show me, that's the place that Jesus got crucified. And when I'm thinking about that, okay, my, my teacher said Jesus never crucified. But this book is showing the place. And when I went to study what's the meaning of crucifixion, wow, that's crazy type of torture and why this thing happened, for what reason. But as I told you, because we had a very limit, you know, the lifestyle in Iran, if you try to open your mouth so much, you will end up in troubles. That's why I I came to Afghanistan for so many years. And when I meet those brothers and sisters from other country, they start answering many of the questions that I have time. But the spark start. That small spark happened to me in when I was 17 years old. And I, the spark final goal was in 2009. So many years, yeah. But the spark starting. You don't know when you plant that seed, how much time it take to grow. Some of the seeds like take more time, but they become so big. So... That's the main thing I can say it was like a spark in my mind.
1: I love how you say that, you know, it, it is a number of people that spoke into your life. God used situations and experiences and just truly a number of people to speak into your life. Uh, I love hearing that and because it's just it, it reminds me of the big picture, um, you know, of the kingdom and exactly. uh, it's about him at work and not us <laughs> so thank you for just that reminder and that encouragement yeah.
2: so you you mentioned Paul that you're you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area mm-hmm. now um what what is what is God doing among Afghans in Dallas Fort Worth how how has God been been working among the brothers and sisters but also is has God been bringing new family members in into the family of God. What what is is there any stories you can share of what what God is doing as a result of, you know, all the ferocious things that happened? How's God still working?
0: So it's happened to many people here in Dallas-Fort Worth. I just, you know, usually sit with some of the Afghan refugees. And even some of the Afghan refugees that they came maybe 5 years ago. They are much familiar with the American lifestyle. But they say the way, you know, some of them, they learn that we have different group of American, yeah? You know, we have Christian group American, we have non-Christian American, even we have the people that they worship Satan, yeah? But they are start learning that, oh, the people from the church, we can trust them. They love us. So, you know, the seed is planting. So now, they are reading the book, they are so open, they say, we're feeling that Our past life was going to a very bad, wrong direction. Now we can make our new value in our lifestyle. We can laugh, And they are studying the English book. I just say, okay, it's good for you. At least you can improve your English, but if you want, I can get your Farsi Bible too.
2: God has brought millions of unreached people groups to North America. But who are the people, where do they live, what are they like, and how can they be reached with the gospel? What if there was a a resource to answer those questions and more? There is. UPG North America was developed to be a voice to and a resource for the body of Christ. UPGNorthAmerica.com is an organizational neutral website where we have contributors from various individuals, churches, and organizations. And perhaps you have a part to play in contributing content, research, or your technical expertise to see all UPG communities seen, prayed for, and engaged with gospel workers. Go to upgnorthamerica.com for more information. Just thinking about what what we've been talking about on on the podcast, and uh, one of the statements I said early on, and I'm I'm just so um, convinced of this, is that when we see people on the move, God is at work. And what I'm hearing, even with these guys, that they were on the move, they were escaping something, and God put people in their path, one, to be just uh, a very practical help in meeting a need and loving them. But then that was coupled with the Bible, right? So it, it wasn't just doing good works. Good works was part of that but it was along with a conversation a resource and so then now they have the bible they're reading it and then now they're connected to you and so now they have these they have this connection where as they're reading if they have questions they're like hey paul help me understand this and like that that is god at work god orchestrating all of this and i'm just so convinced that when we see people on the move god is putting people in their path And then what we have to recognize is God wants to use us, meaning, I mean, people like me and Rebecca, people who are maybe along this refugee highway where people are migrating, uh, like you mentioned in Texas, there are people coming from the southern border from Afghanistan because they came in through Brazil, or they came went to Canada, and they're coming in from the northern border. And we just have to open our eyes and say, where is God at work? And I've just seen over and over again in the word and in real life that when people are moving, God is at work. And then just saying, like you said earlier, asking the Holy Spirit, what what do I do?
0: Yeah. When Taliban start this crazy situation, when the Iranian government regime, they do this crazy situation in Iran, thousands and millions of people now Looking for Bibles in Afghanistan and Iran. Why? Because in the hardest time, they see that the help is coming from Christians. What happened in Turkey? The earthquake. Many of the Muslim countries, like they were delaying. Ah, should we help or no? But the first was the ca- Christian countries. Like the first one was the Christian NGOs charity. Many people in Turkey, you know, they are Osmani Muslims. They are understanding, you know, that spark, that seed I'm telling you is planting in the heart of peoples in Middle East and Afghan peoples here, not just the Afghan. Like what happened in Afghanistan start making some changes in the heart of Arabs and the Persians too, not just in America, in every part of the world. That why all these things happen, one single Muslim country didn't help. Why all these refugees coming to U.S.? Why not any of them going to Saudi Arabia? Or any other, other rich Arab countries? That's the question that start. Making some direction in the heart of the peoples in Afghanistan, in Iran. When I was in Afghanistan, I knew about the story of how fast whole underground church is growing in Iran, for example. Because of the seed of love. Mm-hmm. Because of that, they, they were tired of hating peoples. And that's happening. That's not joking, like it's happening in Dallas. It's happening everywhere. I know the Muslim peoples here that they are super hard Muslims. But again, he put his hand on my shoulder. Hey, you guys better than us. But still they are not able to break those chain. I'm Afghan Christians. I have two friends that they are Mullah, from Afghanistan. Even in Afghanistan, they knew that I'm a Christian. They never go crazy, do anything, action. Why, they say, you are different. But because of their old chain, they were not able to break those chains from their heart. But they accept that Afghanistan should have an Afghan Christian too. So the changes start but see what God's plan can do.
2: Wow. Wow. That's so good. And I I just want to concur concur with you that that God God is working among uh, Muslims across the world in a way that he hasn't done before. Uh, our, Our friend David Garrison wrote a book called Wind in the House of Islam, where he researched people movements to Christ in different rooms of Islam. And in the last 100 years, there have been more Muslims come to faith than in the previous 1,400 years. And in the last decade, we've just seen that increase. And it is it is instances like the fall of Kabul, like the war in Iraq, like the earthquake in Turkey, where Christians are responding. And the key word is in, in love, but it's in love and truth. Hmm and God is using that to draw Muslims to himself. And so we're just so grateful for you uh, to be with us and to share your experiences and be an encouragement to the body of Christ in North America and Europe to respond to people who are on the move because you, you don't know what spark has already started in that mullah in your city. And they just they, they are just dying on the inside to meet a real born again believer and start to have conversations because they may not actually know too many being isolated. So we're just so grateful to know you and you so uh, get get to hear your story and, and be an advocate for the, the Afghan church. Uh, God, God is is doing amazing things in and through the Afghan church. And so we wanna advocate for you and uh, be 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 a helpmate and and understand, too, like you were saying, there's another book that we'll put in the show notes when helping hurts. Uh, you can you can hurt refugees by helping them in incorrect ways. And I also believe that Americans can hurt our brothers and sisters like in the Afghan church if we don't help in the right ways. And so we want to be wise in how we come alongside you. Uh, and so that would be my, my kind of closing encouragement to everyone is as we are engaging with both the believers or brothers and sisters, but also those who are far from God and just need some assistance physically, who have come as refugees or asylees, let's be wise. Um, let's ask the Holy Spirit what our role is. And let's also take the moment to listen to the people that we want to help. Mm-hmm. and dig down and what they're asking on the surface, maybe not be what's best. And just finding out what, what is, what is the key thing that I can do as an individual or as a church to serve a family that, that, like you said, puts them one step ahead, not two steps back. And so thank you so much. We want, we want to pray for you brother and your family. You so, much. so how, how can we right now, but how can our listeners continue to be praying for your, you and your family in this season?
0: The the, most, uh, the personal praying is like, you know, as I told you, my wife, is she was a dentist in Afghanistan. She, her goal and her only hope is to become a dentist here because, you know, you study six years of your life in Kabul University, you become a dentist for a couple of years, then. Everything gone. So, And here I think she has to study two more years again in the university. Universities. Sometimes I'm telling her, half of your life gone in university. <laughs> so that's the main prayer request for that, that she become a dentist here. Mm. And But always I'm telling her too that sometimes God's plan is different. So we shouldn't insist in our own personal plan. Maybe God's plan is you should change your direction. Many dentists change, yeah? But the main thing, God's plan is being our life. The second thing that I'm trying to do some online courses to finish and get some of my licensing, that's the main things. Again, if it's based on God's plan. And I need more wisdom than what's God's planning in my life. If it's something else, so why I should insisting on that my own way? So always the best prayer request I'm asking from people is wisdom. You know, when I have enough wisdom from Father, I can choose the right way. When I choose the right way, I will get what I need.
2: Amen. Rebecca, would you, would you pray, pray for Paul now? And then if you're listening, we just encourage you to to be praying with us and just remember Paul's story and continue to be praying for him. And if you're in the DFW area, you can, uh, you can reach out to us through the podcast and we want to, we want to be a filter for those reaching out to Paul. But if you're in the area and you want to come alongside the Afghan church in any way, we want to, we want to steward, um, steward that opportunity and make those connections if it would be the Lord's will.
0: Let's
1: pray. Dear Father, I thank you so much for my brother and, his, and my sister um, and even their son, Lord, and I, um, I just thank you for their story. I thank you for how we've watched and heard um, you at work in their lives, Lord, and um, may we each um, have wisdom. May we each have wisdom in how we love one another and encourage one another and share your truths with one another, Lord. I pray that you would just give us wisdom in our daily steps. Uh, Lord, we just come with our hands open and our hearts open and um, just ask for your direction. You know the desire of my dear sister's Um Heart is to be a dentist, Lord. So I pray, Lord, that you would just strengthen, and encourage her in that, Lord. Um, But if that not be the best for her, Lord, I pray that you would show that to her very clearly. I pray that you provide for license license and work that um, our brother Paul is doing, Lord, and I pray that um, he would be able to complete those things and just continue to give him wisdom in each of his steps, Lord, and just continue to use their testimony, um, continue to use um, your, I just pray your spirit would just continue to work um, in and through them as they speak into others' lives, Lord, and um, thank you for them, and thank you for the opportunity to get to know them a little bit today, Lord, and just to be encouraged by your story in and through their lives, Lord. May we all um, go with your wisdom and your direction and guidance, and we just pray all these things in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for this opportunity.
2: This season is sponsored by
0: UPG North America. Go to upgnorthamerica.com for more information.